uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of UC Today Out Loud. In this episode we take a bit of a tangent but bear with me as it's a really fascinating topic and very relevant to communicating and collaborating. The security and privacy of communications and internet traffic has been garnering a lot of attention recently. More and more people are realising that their communication and data online is not private and there is a growing desire to regain some of that privacy. BestVPN.com offer a v- VPN comparison service, but also a variety of content to educate the world about how to be more secure and use the internet with a bit more privacy. Their founder, Pete Zaborski, joined me on the podcast today to discuss this and look at some of the potential ramifications in terms of internet privacy in more detail. I started by asking Pete why he founded BestVPN. Especially recently, you've seen that the internet has has been kind of used by big business and, and government for for not really what it was what, what the dream was maybe in the 70s or the 80s so in the 70s and the 80s it was all about you know freedom and how it'll bring people together and create all sorts of new things for for everyone and it'll be this this um i guess a uh something which is controlled by by the by the individual and not by not by centralized power but especially in the last few years i think you can see that google facebook Lots of big businesses, and also there's there's more and more government surveillance built on onto kind of the backbone of the internet, as as Edward Snowden revealed as well. So it's it's uh, it's turning into again something more centralized, and I think with with these with these tools, you can kind of regain some of that power. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a a solution that solves all the issues, but it's definitely adds to the the power of the individual and it's it's always for me it's always the individual that's the most important thing absolutely and and for someone who hasn't heard of best vpn what what are some of those tools that you, that you offer so bestvpn.com we we just compare vpn services and but we also review a lot of other privacy tools so so the website really is is all about privacy news security news online and also looking at these different tools uh, I think VPN is one of the most crucial parts of, of, of the tools that you need to stay private online, but uh, but there's several others. So VPN doesn't solve all your issues, and we make that very clear on the site that you, you need to be careful with that. But I say a VPN, something to to block um, these big corporations from tracking every website that you visit. So you'd you'd need some sort of ad block or, or something along those lines. Um, those two would probably um mostly cover cover someone's needs who is just conscious of their privacy and if you're a journalist working on something really special or a whistleblower then you probably need even more tools and you'd need to use throwaway laptops or throwaway phones but i think for your average person um it's really the tracking of the tracking of all everything you're doing online that you need to be wary of and and also um encrypting your connection with a vpn and, and it's not just in terms of when we think about it in the westernized world of big business following tracking everything you do so potentially they can tailor ads and who knows what else to you it's also in the rest of the world where communication and and universal access to the internet is is restricted isn't it definitely uh and and it's 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 restricted you know in your in your everyday life as well um Good example in the last couple of weeks was Telegram being locked, blocked in Russia. So a lot of a lot of people are using that to communicate, and obviously the government didn't like that, so they they blocked it. Um, China is the big example, which has blocked all sorts of services. And as soon as a Western service gets quite big, they just block it, um, even though a lot of people are, are already using them at that point. 
But then I think also a big issue is when there's when there's a crisis. Um, so say there were the Arab Spring uprisings, uh, VPNs played a major role in in helping along those those uprisings and and really helping organize the protests, things like that. So and and especially when there's a crisis like that, you get governments freaking out and doing all sorts of weird things and blocking everything. Uh, and that's when that's when a VPN can help. Uh, as you see it at the moment, what are the main threats to freedom of speech and freedom of access to the internet? As you said, it's it, it, it's been slightly twisted, hasn't it? Potentially from its from its original purpose, which was you know global data share, to to something slightly potentially more sinister. Yeah, and no, there's a lot of issues coming together. I think uh, one thing that instantly comes to mind to me is is how even the content that's online is now slightly on a back foot because of the whole, this whole, I'd say the whole fake news thing, it was partially, partially a marketing phase. Although obviously there's, there's, there's definitely an issue around what, what the press review and how information is shared and whether that's truthful, not just from the press, but from these, these random websites that pop up. Uh, so that, that's a big issue as well as what kind of content you can post. And also even on these big platforms like Facebook and, and Twitter, uh, a lot of content does get censored, which which isn't even necessarily, um, let's say, bad content. Although it's it's a big question what bad content actually means. So that's that's coming at it from another angle. Is how there's a lot of central control now on the internet, where where big corporations can control what content they show, and it's their almost their choice of, of which direction they they take content in, and and they they don't seem to be just objectively saying this is a platform you can say whatever you want you can show whatever you want uh and and maybe the maybe other users will censor it which would be an interesting solution where where it would be self moderating but sometimes i think these big entities can can just block whatever they want or whatever they don't agree with and that's along with what we talked about earlier about tracking and things like that i think that's that's what very much goes against this earlier vision of the internet which was which was very much about, you know, share information. It's almost like you can say whatever you want, and the worst that will happen is that people disagree with you, which is really the basis of free speech, that you you, you really should be able to say what you want so that it's out in the open, and, and then at least people can debate you and tell you you're an idiot, which which I think is the way it should be, um, rather than just trying to hide things which and then push them under the rug, in which case they disappear into this, this deeper web and they get hidden, so you can't really tackle them head on. I think it's a lot healthier if we tackle um, questions head on and, and debate them properly. That, and, and that's a really interesting point you made uh, in terms of fake news or, or what's branded by the mainstream as fake news. Because I know as a journalist and we know at UC today that, that genuine real news articles have, have been broken by websites and, and, and people and sources that have been branded as fake news. But but really, we know the content that come out is not fake news, and it's 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 who judges that that um, as you said it, it, in a, a genuine world of self of universal self moderation and 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 moderating other people's content that would be ideal. But at the moment, who who is judging what what is fake news or, or not even what is fake news, but what is news that they want people to be able to access? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a. Uh... It's, it's the coming together of, of worlds changing and, and that affecting things. So, so what I mean by that is, uh, you know, before it was almost like you had newspaper brands and those brands represented some authority. So you would know that those are proper journalists who have really investigated things. Um, and then you then you had the Internet coming along and there were all these blogs by 
by just a random guy at home. And, and that's also really good because you can see, see the opinions of someone who's maybe not a professional journalist. Um, but I think it's, there's been a kind of head-on collision which hasn't been healthy for either side where there's been accusations thrown around all over the place. And, and it, it's really, it really hasn't helped people in, in trusting in anyone that they're re really reading. Um, and I think there's definitely a transition going on in the internet that maybe these big brands of, of newspapers aren't on maybe as powerful online, um, but but they're obviously doing putting a lot more work into investigating things. Um, so I, I, it, it's it's definitely I think it's an issue of our time is how we're going to deal with this and and how we can how we can how we can really decide who we who we choose to trust. That's something I was going to come on to. In that it was generally seen as a, as a positive thing that maybe the established. Uh, traditional media organisations may, maybe struggled a bit with that that transition to online, and it, it you know opened up the, the market for a, for a whole raft of new players. But in 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 the same event, it, it seems to me that the the management and the 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 general control of the internet by several large companies, Google, Facebook, Twitter, come to mind instantly. It is 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 narrowing. Are we are we heading down a path at the moment that that we're going to have difficulty turning back from it in in terms of who manages this, or or are we going to reach a point where there's some sort? Of, and I don't want to use the word internet revolution, but you know, there's there's some sort of 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 data protest to to try and transform the way that it that it's moderated and who controls it. So I really hope that. I, I, I don't know if we'd really call it a revolution, but what I'm really hoping will happen is if, if Google and Facebook take this too far and they do take censorship too far, it'll annoy enough people for there to be new innovation. I think um, I'm, I'm always, I always think many, many things in life just self-correct. And, and I think one of the, to bring in a new sort of hot topic recently of the blockchain, uh, one of the really exciting things about that is that it's, it's something you could potentially use to create uncensorable platforms. So I think if, you know, if Google and Facebook work really well, then no one's going to complain. No one's going to have an issue. That's fine, and and that's really good then. But if if they if if enough people feel that they they, you know, Facebook is abusing their power, then that could that could push people to innovate and to use things like the blockchain, which would create the kind of platforms which you just cannot censor. And at that point, you can't you can't even do anything about it because you've created something that's actually built to be resilient, built to be uncensorable. Um, because I guess because Facebook has forced you into that position, and I think that you, you could almost say that that's a revolution, and and I I think it's quite exciting because it's, it's it's by design these these blockchains can create this effect where you just simply can't control it, um, which is I guess what initially the internet was going to be, but um, but then it, it transitioned into into something else. And, and over recent years, you mentioned blockchain, which is an even more emerging technology and, and, and the use cases are, are, are still being established for that. But over recent years, we saw more and more mention and rise of the dark web in terms of, and, and I feel slightly reluctant to, to use the word dark web because it, it you know implies it's always something negative. And obviously there have been a lot of negative connotations in terms of it being used by organized crime, etc. But there, it was also, you know, used for good generally in a lot of cases, as you mentioned, in conflict zones and in crisis zones as well, where communication on the on the main channels was blocked. Yeah, I mean, I think you, this is getting into philosophy a bit, but it's a question of what is good and, and do you think that 
what your definition is, of good is, is that necessarily the right good? And maybe other people think that something else is good. And to, to give you an example, uh, I, I know I've heard a lot of people in, on, in the West talk about, okay, so if everything's being tracked online, um, Facebook knows, let's say, my sexuality. What if I go to Saudi Arabia and somehow the Saudi Arabian government finds that out? You know, our definition of good in the West is that that's fine. You know, you, you might have a different sexuality to the majority or whatever. No, no one really cares anymore. But then you go to Saudi Arabia and because they have a different law there, they have a different definition of good. You might actually get in a lot of trouble and maybe even go to prison. And that's where we need to be careful that... Um, I think lots of people have lots of different definitions of good um, and, and that can potentially cause some problems. But also equally going back to the, to, to the dark web, um, I think the risk is if, uh, if this censorship side gets stronger and stronger from, from Facebook, from Google, from, from governments, then you risk pushing more and more people into this dark web and, and potentially and not, not really turning people into criminals, but almost pushing people into this criminal area by by censoring more and more things, which which are actually not actually not necessarily extreme things. They may be just less less conventional than what what a government thinks is conventional. Absolutely, and I, I heard a really interesting article, really interesting interview on the radio today, and I've, I've forgotten the gentleman's name, but it was the script writer of the Truman Show. He is fully conscious of the tracking and the data analysis that is done, and he has absolute. Well, he is. He thinks anyway. He has absolutely no online presence. Do you think you that will potentially see, as well as potentially people pushing people into underground platforms, whether that be some sort of blockchain architecture or, or the dark web, that we might see more people looking to remove themselves potentially, as, as difficult as that might be from from the online web as it were yeah um it would be a shame really i think but uh, but yes and and I, I guess as soon as you're it really depends on whoever's deciding what's what's i guess good or bad or what's acceptable or not acceptable i mean we do that as a society all the time and if you if you start to kind of stand i guess as you as as the bar is lowered to or maybe higher and higher in terms of what's acceptable, what's ordinary, you risk pushing more and more people to that direction. And yes, that, that will mean that people will try and restrict what data they share online as, as much as possible. I mean, um, I think most of the people that work for bestvpn.com all have these uh, these block blockers installed so people can't track you. Um, they all use a VPN and that, I mean, that makes you fairly invisible to, to these big corporations already. And I think, Especially with uh, with the recent news about Facebook and and then and what they did a few years ago, uh, I think more and more people are waking up to the fact that you know maybe maybe there's some parts of my life that I do want to keep private and that's fine and and I should actually protect myself online because uh, I don't actually want Facebook to be able to profile me and and I don't know maybe show me political ads based on my preferences. The counter argument to that, which which you've already addressed previously, is that there's a large swathe of people who say. Oh, well, I, I don't care. I'll put I'll put my data out there. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? If I get a bit of advertising that's that's targeted at me, fine. I'd rather see an advert that's tailored to me than, than something generic. But the point you made in terms of the, the internet appears to be some sort of universal global medium. Geographically, the the world is not a universal medium. And exactly the point you made about sexuality previously, if I go to a, a more... And I don't want to say oppressed because that that's not true. A, a, 
conservative or something. Abs- absolutely, a, a culture that has has different cultural norms to what we consider norm in the West, where that suddenly becomes a problem, isn't it? That don't care attitude might be fine, and t- until you know, in a specific example where it does become a problem. I would. One thing I would challenge is say, look, I mean, if you want to share everything, that's 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 absolutely fine because I think everyone should have freedom of choice and. And yes, I do actually think there's there's actually really good advertising, which I've seen on Facebook before, which has interested me. So that's that's OK as well. But uh, I think there needs to be an awareness and maybe that awareness was missing. But it's become the good thing is it's becoming more and more prevalent and people are a lot more aware of what's going on. So so they're they're actively choosing what they're sharing and what they're not sharing. And, and I think that's the most important thing is that people realize that this kind of thing is going on and they, they can actually make a choice about what to share and what not to share. Absolutely. Pete, just lastly, if people, listeners want to find out more, more about their, their privacy online, they can, it's, it's bestvpn.com, isn't it? They can head over to your website and there's details on, as you said, the best VPNs to use, but, but also you focus a lot on security articles and, and privacy articles as well. So there's loads more content, isn't there, for people to look at and understand more about, you know, the level of privacy that they might want to have online. Yeah, exactly. And, we, and we've been doing this for the last five years. And I think there's, there's a lot of things we've done, which, which I'm really proud of. Like we've got this ultimate privacy guide, which is, I think, up to about 11 or 12,000 words now. And, and that gives you a really, really comprehensive idea of what, what, what's going on online and, and what, you, what tools you might want to use. Um, so, yeah, we, we've, we've done a lot of work on this and, and there's a lot of information that, that you can read. Excellent. Well, uh, everyone head over to bestvpn.com. Check it out. I, I certainly am because I just talking to you, I hate to think what my cyber, and I was going to use the phrase cyber snail trail looks like there, which is just a horrible. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Not horrible, but I hate to think what mine looks like. So I'm going to head over and have a read of that as well. Yeah, great. Well, brilliant. Thank you, Pete, Pete so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Really fascinating chat with Pete there. I have to say, as I said to Pete, it slightly worries me when I think of all the information and data that's out there that people aren't aware of. As we said, if you need more information on internet privacy and security, go and have a look at their website at bestvpn.com. But also, if you have any questions or potential topics for a special podcast, please get in touch with me via LinkedIn or via Twitter at UC Today News. But do make sure you do that in a secure and private way. Thanks for listening.